And welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your regular co-host, Skinner, along with me tonight, as usual, are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Howdy, y'all. Uh, Case, you kind of took over the DM role this week and brought on a special guest for us, so we will let you do that introduction. Yeah, so we're doing our big baseball episode tonight. Get y'all ready for the season. We've got Jackson Beeman from the roster tonight. He is a good West Sider like I am. He's Chiefs Royals fan, so I'm very excited to welcome him on. Jackson, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, glad to have you on here. Before we get too far into it, go and do a little homework. Uh, we are members of the Variety Sports Network, and through them, uh, this is coming from your home field studios. Go to home field, get some great Mizzou apparel. Enter in code Variety Sports in all caps for 15% off your first time purchase. Uh, Case, I'll let you kind of start here with where you want to go uh, with Jackson. Absolutely, Jackson. So, again, welcome on, man. Um, I I think we don't get enough backstory on you guys and your story. So, I would just, I, I know a little about you, but if you would just give the listeners maybe how you, how you came to be a Tiger, your upbringing, what got you into this, and all all that cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm from a little small town in central Missouri. It's called Lincoln, Missouri. Um, I always joke, if you drive through it, you might miss it. Um, I grew up, graduated with 26 kids. There's like population of uh, 1,100 people in my town. So little small town. Um, since I can remember, man, I've been a Missouri Missouri Tiger. That's what, I, what I've always dreamed about. And I always joke that I uh, came out of the womb bleeding black and gold. It's just something I always wanted to do was play sports here. Um, you know, growing up, I played all three sports and I always, you know, didn't know which one I wanted to play, whatever. And, um, towards the end, you know, I, I narrowed it down to football and baseball. Those were the two sports I loved the most and, um, ended up getting an opportunity to come here to play baseball. And it was just something I couldn't pass up. And I'm in my fourth year at Missouri now. Um, I'm actually a redshirt sophomore, battled a few injuries and, and things of that nature. Um, but ready for the season and ready to get rolling, man. Okay, I gotta ask real quick. Were you top twenty-five in your class? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the most important thing there. As long as you weren't number twenty-six, we're good. Uh, so, looking at you on the on the school website here, it says you were a standout uh, shortstop, and now you're listed as outfielder. So, uh, where did that change come in? Was it was it known when you picked Mizzou, like, hey, I'm going to be swapping to the outfield, or is it because of the injuries you've been battling? What's, what's the deal there? Actually, you know, I came in, I think, and I was going to be a shortstop. Um, and then most of my freshman year, I worked out at, at shortstop, but um, my freshman year was right after COVID. So our, our roster was loaded up. We had 60-some guys on the roster, and it was just going to be an uphill battle to play. And, you know, I was just kind of looking ahead into the, like, foreseeable future, you know, trying to figure out the best way, um, best – best position I could put myself in to get on the field. And actually at the end of my freshman year, I, I tried to transition to become a cat. Um, I thought that, you know, that might be the best way I could get on the field, you know, a little bit bigger bodied. Don't, you know, I'm an average runner, but I have a, I have a pretty decent arm and I caught growing up. So I love to catch. Um, so I tried that out, you know, trained um, all spring as a freshman. I redshirted as a catcher. Um, I trained and all that all spring working on that. And I, was going to go to summer ball to become a catcher. And when I got to summer ball, actually there was like four catchers on the roster and they're like, uh, like we have you listed as an infielder. Um, we didn't know you were coming to catch. Like that's just kind of the way summer works. Like 
schools just send their guys out to these teams and, you know, they yeah. what position. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to play infield and came back the next fall. And they were like, right now we have you as, you know, listed as a backup shortstop third baseman on our team, but we really want you to move to the outfield because there's openings in the outfield. So actually I just moved to the outfield then and just kind of haven't, haven't moved since then. Okay. I like that. A uh, little versatility there, being able to play uh, backstop and left side of the infield and then also play the outfield. So uh, that shows quite a bit of athletic ability to be able to, to pick up those spots. It's not just playing it at little league. You're playing at, you know, SEC division one baseball, which I think we would all agree is the, the top level of collegiate baseball. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, uh, I'm definitely glad that I'm not still on the left side of the infield, a little less stressful out in the infield. Yeah, no doubt. That's, um, yeah, for real. I mean, Hey man, I gotta, I gotta commend you for, you know, being, being so versatile and, and able to adapt on the field. You know, one of the immediate, uh, athletes I think of at Mizzou that has kind of done that and been really successful at it is, um, Chris Abrams drain on the football team. Like he was recruited as a wide receiver and, you know, switched to the defense, become a defensive back and, you know, he's excelling. So it just shows, you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of give a tip of the hat to you just cause that's, um, I'm sure it obviously wasn't in the cards. Like you said, you're, you're just trying to play. Um, and so you're willing and able to do just about anything to, you know, see the diamond, uh, so to speak. So that's awesome, man, that you've kind of been able to get a little bit of experience everywhere, not just, you know, here at Mizzou, but in the summer ball and things like that. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it was just a matter of whatever I can do to get on the field to help, help the team win. That was, that was my biggest goal. And that's what I, you know, that was the purpose behind moving positions and switching around, just trying to figure out what worked and how I could eventually get on the field because I didn't want to be stubborn and be like, no, I'm a shortstop. And, right. You know, leave or something like that. Like I wanted to be at Missouri. I want to be here. Um, so that was what kind of the decision was, was like, I'll do anything it takes to get on the field. Yeah, like absolutely. Uh, so last year, uh, you know, we all know that uh, Steve Beezer was let go as head coach and we brought in Carrick Jackson. Do you kind of, uh, with whatever you're comfortable with, want to talk about the the touches and uh, or the, the changes in the program and, and maybe let us know a little bit of Carrick Jackson uh, the person that we don't really know yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, first off, you know, I'm forever grateful for, for what the last staff did for me, giving me opportunity to be here at Missouri. Um, a lot of turnover and, and teammates, coaches, that type of thing. Um, I've been here in my four years. Um, and, you know, they, they stayed loyal to me and allowed me to get that opportunity and to still be here, which I'm forever grateful for, but you know, I can't say enough about coach Jackson. It's, you know, it, it's been night and day, man. He is, he's one of the best dudes I've ever been around as far as on a personal level. He, he gets to know his players. He cares more about um, the person you are than the player you are. Um, and he, and he's, he's kind of like a father figure, man. Like, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a, a great upbringing and a, and a great family as my support system, but I, I kind of view him now as a second father. And I know that's a big deal to a lot of guys in this is like how how much he is in touch with who we are as people and then on the baseball side of things it's just you know he, he knows the game he's been around it forever been in the pro ranks um was a scout and worked under scott boris which is maybe the best agent ever you know um 
he's, he's coached at many different levels at, you know, at all levels. And he just, he knows the game like no one I've ever been around. And I think the thing that he preaches to us all the time is just like, you know, not only does he, does he have care for us and he listens to us, you know, he lets the players have a voice and, and kind of have feet gets feedback from the players on, on what we like, what we don't like, you know, what we think about different things, but he's really big on just competing, man. And I think the thing that, that I've really taken from him that, that I love the most because it's, because it's who I am. is like, we're the underdogs in Missouri. Like you go to all the SEC, other SEC schools, like they've got nicer facilities. They might have a nicer stadium. You know, they might get more fans. It might be warmer, you know, all that stuff. Um, but we're, we're kind of like on the bottom tier in that aspect of things, but we use that to our advantage, like have a little chip on your shoulder and be the underdogs and, Coach Jackson talks about it all the time, man. You got to have that dog in you if you want to play at Missouri because we, like like I said, we're the underdogs. You got to have something different than everybody else. And uh, that's that's what I like most about him, man, is he's just – he's a competitor, great coach, but he just, like, he cares about his guys. And I, I think he truly gets it. And he knows what it takes to win here. He's been here before as an assistant and under Coach Jay, who's back as the pitching coach. And it's just been a it's, – it's honestly been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. Man, I love to hear that. And I actually, uh, to prep for all this, I listened to Coach Jackson's. He did that Storytellers with Dave Matter. It's um, a good, inter- oh, good interview. Oh, yeah. So I mentioned listening to this today. And it's just funny because a, a lot of the things he said he wants to bring to Mizzou, uh, Jackson mentioned right there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of, you know, back at the store makes me that these things are actually happening. But, no, I mean, it's an exciting time. Um, so I think I get it, like, for sports to really, you know, get embraced, it feel like there has to be like a big push, you know, like Desiree, uh, you know, Reef and Swall, what she's done with making basketball games a bigger deal and, you know, all that. But I think baseball is kind of her next pet project. Um, it seems like when she went out, she got her own coach. You know, she handpicked him. She had mentioned stuff about wanting to renovate at least the scoreboard in Taylor. Um, I'll be honest, I think all of Taylor could be renovated or wiped off put a new one down it's time um, for sure it's definitely <laughs> it's past due i think um i know we, we get it ramble here i'll ramble a little bit on this one i remember it was two seasons ago i was watching mizzou in arkansas and uh, my daughter had just learned to walk and you know you know kids that get bored um i look up i'm sitting kind of like in the ga there i look up and there's like just there's nothing around it and my daughter my one-year-old daughter is behind right field and there was all the old turf from Faro just stacked <laughs> up there and she's just staying on top of it with my with my wife holding her hand, and you can just see a little pink coat just like over right field, just bopping around back there. So yeah, no, we could definitely use some more with Taylor, but um, I like what you said, man. Underdog thing is awesome because that's really that's the angle we got to play right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like like you said, is like Des, this being Desiree's next project. Like they just redid the Divine, the old uh, indoor for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, like, if that is not the best indoor in the country for spring sports, I want to know what it is. Like, it is amazing. Like, commend her for that. We're, you know, I'm sitting right next to the batting cages at the field right now, and we're we're completely redoing that. Revent, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Revamping. Revamping, yeah. yeah, we got you, brother. And, uh, you know, making it more of like a science lab type things to help us continue to develop on the player development side and, you know, it's been awesome. New scoreboards going up right now. Like there's been, you know, big changes and it's going in the right direction, man. But as a player and as a, um, you know, as a team, like we can't, we can't really look at that stuff as a, you know, as a news because we have everything we need. Like I came from, 
Lincoln, Missouri. And dude, I, there was not, it wasn't grass infield. It was full dirt infield, like no grass. If there was any grass on the infield, it was because there was weeds. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wood, and let me guess, you probably had a, you probably had a net batting cage set up in the basketball gym, didn't you? Yes. Net yeah. gym. And we had one that was halfway falling down at the field that we'd hit in occasionally, but it was like, man, like I, I'm not used to this. So when I walked in here, it was like, this was, this was heaven. So uh, can you, can you talk a little bit more? Cause so I'd been in the divine uh, pavilion. Let's see, this would have been 0809. Uh, this would have been after it may have been 08, I think. Um, Cause Chase Daniel and, and Martin Rucker and kind of some of the legendary teams of, of 07 were, were in their practicing. Um, can you talk about what they kind of upgraded? Cause I know they're doing a, a meet the team event this weekend for the softball team. And then you guys are the 10th. Um, is that correct? I'm not for sure on the date, but I, I believe it is coming up soon. Right. Right. So can you talk a little bit more, I guess, um, it, for folks that are listening who may want to attend that, um, what, uh, what upgrades I guess have been made to, to divine that they may be, uh, that they may be seeing that you guys are taking advantage of. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's full infield for the baseball and softball. So on one side, um, I guess be on the north side, that's softball side. So they have their full um, infield on that side. On the on the south side, there is full infield for baseball. Um, man, I don't even know how many cages are in there. Um, probably like eight to ten drop down batting cages um, that can come down. Big full divider in the middle. So if baseball and softball have to be in there at the same time, we can be. Um, I mean, full turf, like brand new turf, um, painted walls all the way around, completely painted the ceilings, everything like that, new lights, um, put put black uh, backstops behind so we can see the ball as hitters if we have to do, go live in there and scrimmage in there. Um, I mean, it is, it's unbelievable, man. And do they still have that kind of awning or overlook area for, you know, people who are like scouts or fans or whatever? Yep, that is still there. That is still cool. The look over right as soon as you come in, that's actually on the opposite side of where we're at, but that is still there. And they have like, I mean, there's like bikes, weights and stuff in there as well. Um, I think awesome. it's, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk out of turn, but there might be something going in there as far as uh, fitness facility wise. Oh, cool. And that's, that's a huge difference because uh, years past, like you guys had to bundle up, go outside and, you know, weather the elements. Um and so now you're you're able to all year long be able to go out and play in what what you would wear in a game or you know like you're you're not having to go out with a hoodie and all that and and do your swing practice and uh you know when when you get those in-game reps all year long that pays off when it actually does count yeah for sure um no doubt i mean in the past we've we've scrimmaged in the divine um, as well, but it's been a little different because there's been, it's been the football field and there's football lines and, you know, I know it doesn't, you know, it might not seem like a big deal, but like, you know, your, your directional awareness can be thrown off whenever you're practicing with no actual foul lines, with no actual um, idea where the baseline is, stuff like that. So that's helped a ton, just like being able to have the field there, you know, the full infield and turf, being able to know where everything's at, it just makes it more game-like, more realistic. And and with the <clears throat> the upgrades to the cages and all that, like we have early morning hitting groups that we can go in and it's like we drop the cages down, 
throw the machines up and we hit and like you can actually see the ball fly it's like you're actually outside when you're inside but it's yeah. it's upgrading you know okay let's kind of let you tell us a little bit about the team itself coming together getting to learn each other because with the coaching change there was it seemed like quite a bit of turnover uh on the roster a lot of people did hit the portal and a lot of new faces are coming into the program so how are y'all meshing gelling bonding uh everything coming together good on that end i would hope yes for sure i think our team chemistry is really good right now i think we we have a lot of a lot of good dudes in our locker room man and like like you said we had a lot of turnover but i think you know at at first you, you every year you come in and there's there's an, it's a new team you know new guys new team, no matter how many leave how many stay the same um but i think we really mesh that together really well think you know i think half of our team is new and has never been here at the university of missouri before um so it's always going to be a challenge getting to know guys um but coach jackson preached that a lot in the fall was like the sooner we can get to know each other not just on the field off the field hanging out with each other doing everything together the closer we're going to be and the better off we're going to be and i think you know we've really taken that to heart and you know i think we're really close as a team and starting to to really gel at the right time and you know, I, I really like the guys we have in our locker room, and you know, I'm ready to go to battle with them. Can I so, can I transition right there real quick, Case, off that? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, off, I just want to piggyback off that question real quick. I didn't do a background uh, for baseball. I did a background of outdoors. You being the Missouri resident, your fourth year in the program, did you take any of the new guys and, and show them what Missouri outside has to offer? Actually, we had we had a little deer camp down at my uh, house this during deer season. There we go. There we go. I think we had four or five dudes that came down and and hunted with us, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's good team bonding right there. That's what I want to do. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a plan kind of in the making. We're trying to. You know, we've been talking one of my probably my best friend on the team, Trevor Austin. You know, three year returning starter one of the best hitters in the SEC. He's big, big hunter. And, you know, that's something we talked about was like, let's get this deer camp thing started. And from like years and years and years to go on, we can all get together and meet around deer season. So it was a lot of fun this year. And hopefully next year we'll have even more dudes come. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I think it's something y'all really, really appreciate going, going down the line. Um, all right. So I'm big, big college baseball fans, well, Mizzou baseball fan, but I'm soaking all the media I got. There's one thing I've noticed I want to ask you about. There's a slogan, and we're you know if you're a Mizzou fan this season of all sports, you're really into slogans because Coach Drinkwitz is full about a trillion of them. <laughs> Every single time y'all playing, it says it says now on the front of your shirts. What does that embody? What does that mean to you guys? Yeah, so it actually stands for no opportunities wasted. So um, Coach Jackson's biggest thing when he talked first time I talked to him on the phone was like you're going to get an opportunity and everybody that steps in my program is going to get an opportunity. Um, he preaches about opportunities. It's like, everybody's going to get an opportunity. Every team's going to get an opportunity. It's just a matter of what you do with it. And I, I really, you know, I really enjoy this slogan and I take it to heart because it's like, you know, this is what I've always dreamed of. And like, this was all I could have ever asked for. Um, so it's like, you know, what do you do? What do you do with the opportunities you get? Because, you know, time's ticking. So that's, that's what now means. And, you know, we joke about it all the time. We're like, now, now, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's a, it's a little joke around the team. Also, like, kind of what we try to live by. That's awesome. Man, so uh, you already let me into a little bit of it. That's interesting to me because, you know, I look up your backstory. Um, it looks like injuries gave you some problems. Uh, and the at-bats you, you did take, 
you, you you went yard. You definitely took advantage of what you got. So, uh, and again, I'm not anything in previous stats. I'm just saying, you go into this, you got a new coach. Like you said, half teams left, a new half team has joined. Um, was it pretty exciting for you? Because you're like, this is a fresh start for me. This is, you know, you love the school, you love the program, but now it's a fresh start with new coaches, new everyone to get your name back up, up there where you're, you're playing, you're getting more at bats. Was that kind of uh, what your idea yeah. was? Oh, I mean, I think change is always, always going to be hard and different. Um, you know, and like when the last staff, staff got let go, it was like, you know, it was, it was upsetting. It was a little, you know, you just don't know what to do. You know, it's, it's change and you're, you're putting that stage of limbo where you're like, what do we do? Um, and I just think from the step, from the second I stepped on campus this fall um, with coach Jackson at the helm, it was like, you know, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. You know, it, it brought excitement to me and it just like, I talked to my parents on the phone almost every night and, and they, they mentioned it all the time. They're like, we can just tell, by your demeanor, by your voice, you know, you're having more fun, you're enjoying it more. Um, you just kind of seem like yourself a little bit more. So it definitely is something that, like you said, is bringing more joy and in it, you know, coach Jackson's really laid back chill guy and it just helps you to be more at peace, you know, and, and not have to stress about different stuff, which I thought was, is really good and really helps me a lot. That's awesome. It, uh, Another thing, too, I mean, I think Cole can speak with me on this, that uh, I was southwest Missouri, but uh, I grew up, you know, coming up through my years of, of loving sports was mid to late 90s. So the Mark McGuire home run deal and uh, big time Cardinals fan. Well, there's going to be a lot of Cardinals fans looking for a good baseball team. Uh, because it's not looking like it's going to be in St. Louis anytime soon. And so uh, I'm going to give you a chance, you know, kind of kind of make a pitch to to those fans that never really thought of Mizzou baseball or that just worried about uh, baseball in, in the pros. What, you know, give your sales pitch on what the support means when you got to Taylor and there's a good crowd, if not a packed crowd there, uh, and just – the love across the state of, of people, you know, recognizing the baseball program and the work that y'all put in for it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that the state of Missouri, first of all, I I believe it's a baseball state, like two professional teams in the state, um, school in the SEC in the state, Missouri state's always had a really good program. Um, You know, I think it it is a really good baseball state. And I think that's something that, you know, sometimes we might be at a little bit of a disadvantage from uh, compared to the rest of the SEC schools is, I could be wrong. Besides Florida, I don't know that any other SEC school has a professional team in their state. Well, you got the Braves with Georgia, but with, yep. Yeah. So you know, it, yeah, it's uh, you know that that kind of takes our a little bit of our fans away is is with the professional teams. But I just think personally and to the fans, like <clears throat> baseball is just different. You know, professionals are professionals for a reason. They're the best. But I think college baseball is a is a lot. Um, of grittiness, a lot of toughness, and you see dudes that just literally lay everything they have on the line for for their brothers. And I don't know that you necessarily get to see that at the pro level until you really get to the playoffs and stuff like that. So um, I think you know they're gonna, our fans are gonna get to witness a team that that cares about the name on the front more than the name on the back. If you if you notice, we don't have our names on the back of our jerseys. At, at the University of Missouri and the baseball program. Like, that, there's a reason behind that. Like, we care about the, the, the name on the front, and 
you know, Coach Jackson talks about it all the time is like, you know, I don't know when it's going to be, but we're going to get to Omaha. You know, we're going to get to Omaha, and, and I believe we have a chance this year. You know, I think that it's going to take a lot of guys stepping up and a lot of guys doing things they've never done before and a lot of fight, but I can guarantee one thing, that, that we're going to fight and we're going to give it everything we got. And I think it's going to going to be a lot of fun this year and, and something that a lot of fans would want to come out and see because, you know, I, I think about um, – like when we played Kansas two years ago, place was packed. You couldn't get a seat. And it was like most fun atmosphere, sporting event, besides maybe a chief Super Bowl or AFC championship that I've ever been to, like, or been a, it was amazing. And if we get that, like, we're going to be tough to beat at home if we have that atmosphere. And like the fans mean so much when they're there and we have that energy behind us. Like it makes a huge difference. Well, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that. So, um, I was at the game y'all played at Kauffman last year because I live in Kansas City now. I'm like 10 minutes from Kauffman Stadium. And I, I took my wife and kid. I took one of my buddies. My buddy's a big Mizzou fan. Um, we went to a small D2 school up in St. Joe. But um, he had never been to a Mizzou baseball game. I think he'll like a handful of football games. Uh, he's a, a big Royals fan, though. I said, hey, come out to Kauffman. It'll be fun. We'll watch Mizzou and KU play. And – Man, what really got him on it was there wasn't a ton of fans there. It was more than Coffin expected because only opened one bathroom up for everyone there, and that was a disaster. <laughs> but um, but the anger between us, our side and the KU side, it was about 50-50 split on who showed up to that game. And just the uh, the angry MIZs we were throwing when we were in the bottom of the ninth when we won that game, we sealed that thing. Uh, it's a lot of passion. I think there is a lot of passion from Missouri baseball fans. Um Actually, I'll take piggyback on that one more time. When I was up there waiting in that ridiculously long bathroom line, uh, I was talking to two other guys, and I mean, these guys knew the everyone on the the roster. They were giving out stats, going back and forth, and I was like, "See, we've got these diehards and baseball fans. We just, you know, we need a little better getting Taylor filled on these weekend series and stuff like that." But man, you're right. A good atmosphere makes makes college baseball like it was. It was better atmosphere than I saw Coffin the whole season last year. Like that that game was the best game I saw Coffin all year. I, I always say that about like when I was talking to buddies. But yeah, the atmosphere can really be something special for us at Taylor. One hundred percent. I think the the fact that we do have a smaller stadium. You know, the more fans we fill, the closer you are to the field at Taylor than you are at all these other SEC parks. Really makes a difference as well. And you know, the old saying that. This is a show me state. You saw what happened when football started winning. Like this place was crazy. And last year when basketball was really good, like there was so much excitement. And, uh, you know, I know that we have to show it, you know, and we have to prove that we belong. Um, but I, I do want to make a pitch to the fans to come out and support because the support, you know, it, it sounds cliche, but it truly makes a difference and, and truly means the world to the guys because it, it's just a crazy atmosphere when Taylor gets filled up. It does. And there's, you know, you're exactly – you hit the nail on the head with the the cliche, um, you know, it's the show me state, you got to show me kind of deal. I mean, Hell Gymnastics just had like 7,500 people there yeah. for, you know, their their um, match versus LSU. So you you hit the nail on the head, and, and I think you summed it up really good that, you know, Missouri is a baseball state. And, you know, with this newfound excitement around the program, I really do think that there's a huge opportunity for y'all to uh, to go on a good run. Um, and see a little bit more of uh, kind of what we saw in the Tennessee series last year here at home. Um, you know, it was y'all had some good series. You know, I, I know you guys started real hot, um, and things kind of got a little a little bumpy. But um, I got no doubt that that the pieces are in place for you guys to uh, 
to do something special this year. And I'm really, really excited to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. That uh, that Tennessee series was was a lot of fun, even though it was about ten degrees outside. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's it's so cold. That's <laughs> March in Missouri, right? So yeah. you just never know what you're going to get. The uh, coldest place in America in the spring, I swear. That's right. No, it, that's right. But well, I think, like you said, you know, we had a really good start last year. We got hit with the injury bug a little bit, so big time. Stay healthy this year, you know, and just continue to keep pushing day by day. I. I'm really excited to see what we can do. Well, Jackson, we are the Woods Water Mizzou, and we've talked to baseball here for almost 30 minutes. So let's get into the outdoors a little bit. Kind of talk about your passion. Uh, what what got you into the outdoors? Uh, what all activities do you enjoy? Uh, and outdoor, we're all deer hunters. Uh, Case and Cole, they're, they're pretty big turkey chasers. Uh, I've never done that myself, but... Uh, we're gonna get you what, on it don't you worry <laughs> what all what all gets you pumped and excited to wake up before sunlight and get out and sit in quiet woods yeah you know um i actually i growing up i've always i've always lived i call it a farm we don't we don't have any uh cattle or anything like that but we have row crop right where i live right now we we row crop and, and live on 260 acres and about 150 that's row crops so um, my dad really never hunted growing up but he always kind of got me into hunting which was which is kind of weird my cousin the massive 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 deer um so i've just kind of fed off that for a while and then you know my best friend from home is like his whole family was or grew up huge hunters duck turkey geese anything you can you can shoot they're hunting it um so i just kind of got into it like that you know was going hunting with with friends and with my cousin and stuff like that. And I've just kind of, you know, kind of fell in love with it. It's a lot of fun to, to chase big deer and have that adrenaline rush. I, I told the, one of the guys that came uh, with us this year to deer camp who'd never been hunting before. i um, actually shot his first buck this year. It was like, I'm telling you, dude, the adrenaline is like the adrenaline rush is unmatched. Like it's not even like bottom of the ninth, two outs. You're trying to close out. A okay. Dude, he, we've heard this before. Ty Willsmeyer, Dylan Leach. Ty, <laughs> Dylan, Julia, Luke, Noah, Noah, Noah both yeah. Noahs. I mean, every single student athlete and uh, Noah Carter's dad, Joe Carter, yep. you know, former former athlete, said the same exact thing. He's a pro walleye fisherman. He's like, there's no, there's nothing that matches it. In sports, there's nothing that matches the adrenaline of chasing, you know, whatever you're chasing. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're, if you hook set on a nine pound, you know, bucket mouth, large mouth bass, or if you're drawn back on a, you know, a buck within bow range, I mean, there's just, there's nothing like it. So it, it makes me smile. And obviously I'm very excited about to hear that over and over these student athletes are saying there's whatever sport that they are, you know, borderline professionals in Yeah, the, the one that we, the hobby that we get to enjoy is still at the top of their list. Yeah, man, you're, I mean, you're right. Nothing, nothing matches it. And like, I, I still think about the deer I shot, not this past fall, but the fall before. And it was like, I was shaking so bad. And I was, first of all, I was just coming off ACL surgery. So I'm up in a deer stand. My cousin hung it. I always give him crap. I was like, it had to be the worst hanging job. All <laughs> <laughs> out. Like I was scared for my life. 11 point comes in front of me and I'm like shaking in my boots and I'm like think I'm falling halfway you know just got out of surgery with an ACL and there's a buck in front of me it's like 
I'm either going to kill this deer and die or hopefully. <laughs> but uh, it was a, it's a lot of fun, man. And turkey hunting is something that I got to, I'll have to share a video with Case after we get off or Jake, sorry, Case, good. get off and um, show him this video of my turkey hunt this year. It was probably the greatest hunt I've ever been on. And it was about 10 minutes long. It was unbelievable. And the adrenaline was just unmatched. I went with, like I said, one of my really good high school or high school buddies from my hometown been together since we were literally six days old, you know, grew up together and went with him. He called and videoed for me. And it was just like, there's just, it's just nothing like it, man. I, I agree. I agree, man. That thunder, that thunder when you're, you got a spot picked out and the sun starts coming up and you hear that over the ridge. That that gives me juice. I mean, it's not as good as actually getting one down, but oh man, when you know you get a good spot because you can hear them yelling at you. Woo! I love that. There's there's nothing like it, man. Nothing like it. This no, this bird right here. This one this year was the same thing. I mean, just a hunt that I will never forget. It had been it was I call it my buzzer beater bird just because it was within the last I think forty eight hours of the season and. I'm not, I'm not even going to tell the story right now, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Just one that you just don't think it's going to happen. And then it, right at the last second, it's, you know, you guys are kind of doing it out, I guess. Um, there's nothing like it, man. I just, I can't explain it. Those who get it, get it. Yep. Put it that way. Yep. <laughs> I got a buzzer beater bird in there. And that one I got within the first five minutes opening light. So you, you never, you never know how it's going to happen. <laughs> Jackson, let's kind of have you talk the importance of having the hobbies and, and what they've meant to you in your collegiate career, because I got to give it to baseball and softball. I think you all have it the hardest of any collegiate athlete uh, with the road trips and the travel and, you know, having to upkeep the grades and, and class and you're when it's in season, I don't think y'all are in Como half the time. It don't seem like so. Uh, kind of talk about how important to have that release of going to your quiet place and and chasing the turkey or, or getting that deer or going fishing somewhere that uh, get your mind off everything and just kind of get back to your roots. Yeah, for sure. I uh, first off, I think that the biggest thing for me is like getting getting away from the field. Um, it is really has really been a big step in my maturity um, as a person and a, a, and a player is like being able to leave the field and, and just clear your mind, you know, get get past, you know, what happened at the field. Once once you leave, it's over with. And I think um, deer and turkey hunting has has been able to to help me get to that point a little bit more. But what you talked about was like getting back to your roots. Um, one of my favorite weekends of the year opening morning deer season and I, I haven't been home maybe all fall you know and I, I I live an hour and a half from home so my parents are up all the time and stuff like that but go home and hunt in the morning and like this year I went home on Friday night and opening morning went to the the pancake breakfast we have a huge pancake breakfast at our school every opening morning so that's something I do I've done for probably 10 years now you know go to that and then I literally me and my buddy hopped in the car and we drove back up for the Mizzou football game that night um, but it's just like being able to go back home and like feel like you're at home. Actually, you know, that's for me, I'm a small town, country town, hunting town. It's like, you know, get back and you just feel like more in touch with, with who you are again. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I've never 
had anything that took the time and the commitment that y'all do with the athletics and having to upkeep uh, your academic eligibility in that. So I can only imagine uh, being that elite of a level of an athlete and how competitive that is and then having to keep the school side of it up. So I struggled with school as it was. <laughs> I can only imagine throwing the sport in there like that. But, uh, I mean, do you have – you said you had a the the teammate that you took deer hunting for the first time. Are you talking to other guys and and like you're obviously sharing this with the team, right? Your passion. Yes, for sure. Um, and like I said, like I mentioned before, Trevor Austin, big deer hunter. Um, he actually has the ability to hunt up here in Columbia. Um, oh, nice. So it's a little bit tough for me because I don't have you know a lot of us don't have places to hunt around school, so it's a little bit tough getting guys to go. Um, but a lot of guys that have never gone are always like talking to him, talking to me, like, Hey, take me, take me. I want to go. I want to go. And I know Ty Wilmsmeyer last year, a bunch of guys for the first time, which was pretty awesome to see. Um, and just like, you know, there's a bunch of guys and it's how it is on every team, but like come from many different places and many different backgrounds. And some, some guys may not even know what deer turkey hunting is, you know, we had a few guys this year that had never seen the snow. So like, it's, <laughs> you know, Kind of trying to like show them where you're from a little bit it just helps you build you know closer bonds and and kind of you know form together a little bit more and have that better relationship sure. do you guys ever um you know you being down in lincoln you know you're kind of near warsaw and, and near the dam and whatnot do you guys ever get into to fishing much or do you guys just pretty much stick to hunting yeah so truman lake is like 10 15 minutes from my house um and then coal camp creek which is on the lake of the ozarks is huge huge crappie fishing um personally growing up i was like i was probably into fishing more than hunting when i was younger yeah. um now that i've gotten older um i really like for whatever reason i haven't gotten to the i've have been less involved in fishing and a lot more into hunting um but a lot of people that i know a lot of people from you know, friends, my cousin that I talked about, it's a big fish every day during the summer. Like he's on a pond somewhere, you know, asking random people, you know, driving by, seeing their pond, going out, casting a line, seeing what he's, what he can catch. But for me, I was never, never got into it as much as I have hunting, but from where I'm from, it, fishing's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, part of that's probably got to do with the fact that every summer you're, you're playing ball somewhere or, you know, Obviously, your springs are pretty tied up as well. So, come fall, you're uh, you're probably ready to try, climb, try to climb in a tree stand, and then whatever spare time you get in the spring, you're chasing gobblers. So, exactly. In the uh, in the spring, if I have or in the in the summer, if I have any free time, I'm usually trying to get on a golf course. So there you go. I uh, you know fall and fall and spring is is turkey and deer for me, and then more golf in the summer as my hobby. So here's a hot tip. Okay, so if you're going golfing, right, you buy a two-piece uh, lightweight, light-medium action rod, break it down, put it in your bag, and throw a club cover over the top, throw one of those little mini tackle boxes in your golf bag, and then if you're, you know, way back out on the back nine, 13, 14, 15, whatever, break that joker out as long as you get nobody behind you, maybe catch a couple fish out there on the golf course. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh. Uh, don't try not to take too many hunting or uh, fishing tips from Cole because uh, <laughs> he hasn't got caught yet. But it's coming. hey, I had a good, honest upbringing. All right, Dad worked for Fish and Wildlife, so 
I got a good, honest upbringing. All right? You're rebelling right. like the preacher's son. As long as there's no signs that say no fishing or whatever. I mean, most golf courses, they're not going to care. You're not keeping them. I mean, I have, them. I got buddies that go around. We got a bunch of public muni's around where I live up here. And I got buddies that just text and or call and they ask and say, yeah, like, go ahead. You know, when that like, down, the- downtime, you know. Yeah, Lake of the Woods out here in Columbia. You can you can fish on both the lakes out there. So yeah. now Jackson, go for it. This is one thing I haven't asked or that I recall asking any athlete on here. Uh and I, I probably should have asked pre-show, but I'll ask here. And if I need to edit it out, I will. But uh NIL, you know, in your time at Mizzou is is picking up. Is there anything that you do NIL that any of our listeners, if they want to support you, uh could reach out and, and help you along the way. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had a few in the few NIL deals in the past. I don't have currently anything right now besides uh, clothing, clothing brand. Um, it's called athletes tread. I believe every athlete has it at Missouri. I'm okay. sign up. Um, but that is something that, that I've made a little bit of profit off of and been able to benefit off of was off of that website. Um, a percentage of the, the cost for the, the clothing, excuse me, goes to the student athlete. Um, so that that's nice for me because it's kind of like sign up and they take care of the rest and you, you kind of benefit off of your name, image and likeness a little bit there. And, and you get to see like friends, family wearing shirts around that have your name on the back, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. That is cool. Make sure you, uh, make sure, you know, before we publish this, um, after we record this, get that link over to us and we'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes yep. for, for the episode. So anybody that wants to go grab it's, something. It's, uh, it's in my Instagram and Twitter bio, I believe, but I okay. you as well. Well, since you, since you mentioned them, go ahead and plug where anybody can find you on Instagram or Twitter. Yes. I believe my Instagram is Jackson Beeman 10. And then my Twitter, um, I think is Beeman underscore Jackson. I'm 100% unsure sure on that, but I might have to. Cole double- might be looking it up right now to double check you. I might. I may, may screen, so, But uh, I'm pulling a case on you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, Beeman underscore Jackson. There you go. Okay. So anybody wants to reach out to you or, or, or follow along and, and give you support because uh, I don't think a lot of people actually think about the sacrifice that y'all y'all give to represent the University of Missouri and the work that y'all put in. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. I don't know if Case or Cole have any more questions for you. No, I just wanted, I just wanted to ask, though, um, and later on in the season, things are going. You'd be interested in like a halfway through check-in, anything like that? Yes, for sure. I would I would appreciate that. I'll keep your number. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Okay. That sounds good. Hey, as long as you keep uh, mixing that Kool-Aid of talking about getting to Omaha in College World Series, <laughs> I will drink up with the best of them on that. So uh, (laughs) let's go get it. Represent the Tigers. We're proud to have you at the University of Missouri and proud and excited uh, for what you guys are going to do this year on the Diamond Force. For sure. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Jackson will. Of course, man. We will do another episode uh, to put out here with our weekly Mizzou recap. Man, it's a lot of busy sports stuff going on for it being kind of a slow time of the year, but it's not really slow with everything collectively together. So, uh, Jackson, appreciate you coming on. Case, Cole, uh, appreciate y'all again. And 
we'll be back very shortly with another episode. Y'all take care. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.